Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Not dead yet. <laughs> We're all still here. Uh, also, you're trying to get me last week. Wait, what happened? Uh, I was sick as hell last week, but I went to oh. the doctor. It wasn't COVID. Oh, I was going to say, did you, you didn't have the Rona? No, no, the, uh, no Rona. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Thank I'm God. saving that for when I really need to be sick. <laughs> oh, no. Let us hope no one here or anyone listening or watching ever gets, and may none of you ever get it, nor any of your close friends and family. May none of you ever get it. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, may you know, may the odds, my enemies. May the huh? odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> no, I, I said I, I don't even wish it on my enemies just no. because there is so no. much collateral damage that happens because oh my of God. all the people who have to take care of those people. Oh, God. That and, it's and, not even... It's not even a good idea to wish it on the yeah, people you I, don't like. Yeah, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Um, also joining us is your co-host, Spaz. <laughs> Here, apparently. Oh, where'd you go? And, uh, your co- <laughs> and your co-host, Hunter. I think I went in the wrong order. Four, um, <laughs> four, it doesn't matter. Four out of four, we're all here. <laughs> yeah, we're all here. Uh, folks, I want to apologize. Uh, we missed last week. Uh, I want to apologize for that. We had a little... Uh, a little little tragedy here. A cat died. It was very sad. So I was not up to having a podcast. Um, but we're back. We have a kitten now. Uh, that's Did you name it Rona? No. Uh, her <laughs> name. Uh, her name is Lizzie, short for Miss Elizabeth Bennett, uh, from Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. So now we have two cats named after books: uh, Lizzie and Matilda. Which is kind of fine since our last cats were named after books, um, you know, from the Dresden Files. So we're just kind of keeping the tradition alive, um, as it were. But uh, we're back this week, folks, and uh, we have a topic this week. Um, if if you're unaware, um, back in the early '80s, we're going to start with a little bit of history. Back in the early '80s, a uh, c- couple of folks like Sid Meier and Wild Bill Steely, um, or just Bill Steely, uh, created a gaming company called Microprose. And uh, they started pretty much with flight sims, like MIG Alley Ace, Spitfire Ace, you know, and, and so on. And they eventually branched out into all sorts of games, like the one you're seeing on the stream, Master of Orion, and its sequel, and uh, many, many other games. Uh, sadly, um, Microprose went defunct in the early 2000s. It was first bought by Spectrum Holobyte, which was then bought by Hasbro, and then Hasbro was bought by Info. Grames. Is it games or Grames? Infogames? Infogrames. Yeah. Infogrames. And when Infogrames bought all that, they just pretty much put the um the brand to rest. Um so yeah, they were big in the late 80s and early to mid 90s. They made some legendary games that people still try to emulate to this day. And um Recently, a investor has resurrected the brand, and it looks like it might not just be like some zombie resurrection like Atari. It might be an actual, like, serious gaming endeavor. So it's like um, Necropros. <laughs> that, that, okay, I have to give you that one, Jim. That was actually really, really freaking good. <laughs> But uh, first, I wanted to talk about um, the like the games that we still play to this day that Microprose had a hand in. Um, a lot, there are a lot of space games. They had a decent amount of space games, like the Master of Orion games. But they also had strategy games. Uh, they also had racing games. They, uh, they also had RPGs. Their, their, their library is kind of legendary. And so I wanted to talk about their classic library and their history before we talk about the new stuff. 
So I wanted to go around and ask you guys. Um, I'll start with you, Jim. Do you remember the first Microprose game you ever played? I think it was Megalios on Commodore 64. Mm, 1983. My gosh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's that's. A- well, I didn't play it when it was new because I got oh, my okay. I got my 64 in like 88 or something. Oh, okay. Right. But the the game came out in 83. Um, yeah. So, so wow, that is, yeah, I, I've actually never played Megalies. I've not gone back that far in the uh, Microprose library to play that one. It, it ain't much to see, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, no flight sim was back then. I yeah, remember, but it's very, very much a freshman effort, you know, they were figuring uh, out how to get stuff on the screen. Yeah, like I remember the first flight sim I played was, I think, one or two, like Microsoft Flight Simulator, and damn... If that wasn't the some of the most bare bones stuff you ever did see, uh, Hunter, do you, did you play any Microprose games back in the day? I know you got to PC Pro- gaming late, so. Well, um, P- yeah, I probably have. I just probably don't like remember which ones because um, they you know they were around. Right, uh, Spaz. What about you? Do you did you uh, play any Microprose games back in the day? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Um, on the Atari 800XL, Hellcat <laughs> Ace. Oh, yes. Wow. That's even earlier, I think, than Mig Alley Ace. Oh, my God. Um, oh, no. 82. Yeah. Oh, my God. 82. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> We're going way back, folks. Like the humble beginnings of computer gaming. Um, for me, I didn't get a PC until 86. So the first game I played from them was uh, the first F-15 Strike Eagle um, back in the day, which changed a lot between 1, 2, and 3. Holy crap. <laughs> there were uh, three of them, and they were all very different. But the one that really uh, hit me was F-19 Stealth Fighter. That was when I really became a Microprose fanboy. Was um, that masterpiece of a game? Though I did try going back to it recently, and it's kind of hard. Um, because the PC speaker sound effects are not easy on the ears, <laughs> like at all. Um, but folks, Microprose has made some legendary games that they're still kind of making today, like Civilization uh, came out in 1991. Uh, the first one was it 91. I think it was 91. Um, yeah. Civilization. And then um, the first master of Orion came out in 1993 and uh, people are still emulating that series. Uh, XCOM. They uh, published that. Now they didn't, they all, they both developed and published games. So uh, some of these games were developed by other people, but published by Microprose, like um, like Master of Orion. Um, I think, was XCOM an internal one, though? God, I don't remember. I don't think it was. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I think it was done by... Um, well, we know who it was done by, but I don't remember if they were a separate separate entity or not um so so yeah microprose had some really great games they also had some not so great games like microprose has made some space flight combat sims and uh i think i can remember three of them and one of them was terrible um has anyone here played mantis (laughs) remember that one yep Oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> the game was so bad. Oh, hold on a second. What is what is Seventh Legion, and why have I not heard of this? Oh, Seventh Legion. That was like one of their few forays into the command and conquer style real time strategy. Um, uh, foray. It was God. Wasn't it made by the same folks who made Deus Ex? Oh, yeah. I, I, so this, there was, this is yeah, it was Ion Storm. Yes, right? and yes. The 
Ion Storm made Genome, and then the RTS game was like the RTS set in the world of Genome. Both oh, really? of which suck. Oh, because yeah. oh, <laughs> it's, oh, it's saying Epic Mega Games here on Moby Games saying Epic Mega Games. Yeah. Made. So I'm Instead looking at the. It's on Steam apparently. Uh, Epic not- Mega Games Vision Software uh, publisher is uh on for steam is probably night dive studios but uh yeah it's not very good it's not very see here's the problem microprose made a lot of great stuff but as things got later in the 90s they started making a lot of not so great stuff um well well so so you you asked me you asked me about some of these games just looking through some of their old lists because i i Honestly, didn't get a chance to do this before the show, but uh, definitely, definitely like the early Civilization games I remember playing, um, and the Falcon four like three and four I remember playing those. Okay, excellent, excellent. Uh, so yeah. yeah, yeah, Falcon four is a sim that people still like. Ooh, Falcon four, <laughs> like it's a sim that is still garners respect to this day. Um, Oh, and they—I guess they were—they were in on the Mech Commander and Mech Warrior Three. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was them also. Yeah, yeah, that was them also. Um, yeah, they made a lot of great stuff, like Mech Warrior Three when they got that license. The Mech Commander games. They—they uh, uh, they, for a while they had the Star Trek license because <laughs> that's gone through so many hands at this point. Yeah, they made Birth of the Federation. Right, Birth of the Federation, um, Klingon Honor Guard. Yes, Klingon Honor Guard, which I have not played. I heard it was not that great, um, <laughs> but I want uh, to play a final, a wanna- final Unity. Yeah, that's right. Which, which, uh, according to the screenshot, is is like, um, almost on the tier of like an FM FMV, but it's not. It's like an animated FMV almost. It's a weird game. It's a weird. It's I don't even know. Like I barely remember it. I played it, of course. I played, you know, just about anything Star Trek. I can get my hands on back then. Um. But um. But yeah, they uh. So that so yeah, they had the Star Trek license for a while, which was crazy. Uh yeah, they did Birth of the Federation. Yeah, it was a point and click. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Final Unity was point and click. Um, God, if I recall. Yeah, and they also published um, at least one or two of the Roller Coaster Tycoon games. Um, several of the XCOM games, several of the Civilization games. Um, and they had a great uh, series of flight sims, gunship. Um, 1942 Pacific Air War, European Air War, uh, F-14 Fleet Defender, three gunship games, I think, Knights of the Sky, and yeah, they had some, they had a couple other space uh, sims called um, Lightspeed and Hyperspeed, which were actually very good, so they kind of have an amazing library, like there's an RPG called Darklands, I don't know if any of you have played it, um, it came out in the mid nineties, like 94, I think. And it takes place in like medieval Germany. And it's probably one of the most hardcore role-playing games you can find for the computer. Even to this day, that game is bat crap. Um, but they also it's really complex, very complex. It's amazing. It's still to this day. It's an amazing game, you know, to this day. And they made some games that, like, no one's tried to make since, like Covert Action. Sid Meier's Covert Action, which um, is a spy game. And every time you play it, it's different. You get different challenges, you have different objectives, find different clues. It's different through every playthrough. And you could totally, totally fail a mission so easily in that game. Um, hey, if you if you look in the stream chat room, the last three videos that I stuck in there, 
that's the evolution of the F-15 series. It's like oh. one, two, three. Oh, and then man. the and then what came after that was Jane's F-15. Yeah, basically was the continuation. Yeah, it was interesting how F-15 Strike Eagle three was right before, like just before 3D acceleration started taking off. And so it tried to have all these like realistic cell shaded graphic or whatever type of graphics they were. And, um, and it, for the time it was amazing. Um, you look at it now and it's really like, what the hell were we playing? But like in 1992, when that came out, it was amazing. Um, yeah. Covert action is on steam and it's, it's, it's on sale right now. Wow. That's crazy. As we record this, um, folks, if you've never played covert action, uh, you should do yourself a favor and check it out because it really, it, there's really no other game like it. Like so many of Sid Meier's other games, like civilization pirates, um, his flight simulations, they have gone on to make so many, um, you know, f- sequels and whatnot, but there was only one covert action and it is, such an amazingly wacky game. <laughs> I forgot it was on Steam. I bet you money I own it on Steam. I bet you a dollar. Yep, of course I do. Ah, it is two dollars and nine cents right now. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, it's um that's an amazing game. So Micropro Microprose has a very, very long reaching legacy. We are still playing games today that were influenced by games that Microprose either developed or published. Holy and crap. I think I've actually played silent service too. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Oh, those are the silent service games. Oh, those were so great. And, uh, the Knights of the sky, Knights of the sky. I'm just looking through the library on, um, on um, Moby Games here. And yeah, they had so many good games. I mean, Gunship, Stealth Fighter, Red Storm Rising, you guys, uh, is a sub-sim with a dynamic campaign based on a Tom Clancy novel. <laughs> uh, that's am- The game is amazing. Um, M1 Tank Platoon 1 and 2 are still kind of unmatched in terms of having a mix of realism and um, dynamic campaigns. Yeah, I have super huge hopes for Gunner Heat PC. What's and Gunner Heat? P- to be, Wait, it's what's a that? tank sim that's attempting to be uh, M1 Ooh. Tank Platoon 3. Oh, is that, is that going to be on Steam? Uh, I don't know where he's going to distribute it at. It's playable right now, though, if you want to play oh. like the vertical slice that he's. Put. Oh, it's on. It's on itch.io. I see. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, there's some nice YouTube videos where he shows damage modeling and stuff because it's it's like uh, in uh, War Thunder, right? Where you when you get hit by a shell and then it shows like here's the trajectory of the round. Here's how much it penetrated and then tracks like where all the individual spalls went inside that like <sighs> tore up crew and systems and stuff. And it does all that. And it's like, wow, okay, that's pretty neat. Well, I am oh my god, yeah, I'm gonna definitely check this out. I I've never heard of this. Thank you, Jim. Um yep. that is amazing. Yeah, I'm, well, since Microprose is making its comeback, maybe just maybe action scripter you want to talk to those guys <laughs> and, and just put the damn M1 tank platoon logo on it you know oh god right how great would that how how amazing would that be dear lord but yeah they also made uh, oh sword of the samurai that was a good one I don't remember I that one at all yeah that's that's kind of a yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a kind of a role playing game strategy thing <laughs> it was great back in 1990 uh our 89 experimental or at the time yeah yeah very unique uh another one of those weird games 
that never got um that never got a sequel like uh oh yeah star lord was another weird space i forgot about star lord which i think is also on steam is kind of a space strategy it's a weird space strategy game transport tycoon is still being emulated to this day uh oh by the way uh sort of the samurai they they pulled that onto steam a while ago oh bet you i wow part of the retro adventure collection bundle bet you i own it yes of course i do I think as soon as these microprose games hit Steam, I'm like, yoink, I must own them. (laughs) I remember that a lot of these games uh, also got ported to the NES or SNES, because I had several of them there as well. Oh, really? Yeah, some of the Silent Service stuff was actually on SNES. Yeah, yeah, Silent Service was uh, was on NES. Yeah, there's Super Strike Eagle for the SNES. I had no idea. I had, I had no idea that there were... Uh, yeah, look at that, Super Strike Eagle. It, it's pretty rough to do a flight sim on the NES. Oh, yeah. A, yeah, F-117 I, I, on the NES, if you oh can God. imagine that. Oh, God. Yeah, oh I, God. I still have the cartridge. Brian, I will pay money oh, no. No. for you no. to fire up an NES emulator no. And try to land the F-14 on the deck of the oh, carrier no. in don't Top make Gun. I, I, <laughs> Top Gun on the NES. Yeah, that's 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 something. I mean, people people say Battletoad was hard. No, landing on the carrier in Top Gun <laughs> at night, that was hard. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I think oh, actually God. the CIA used it as part of their interrogation program. <laughs> was uh, making people do. And it's like, no, no, I'll talk. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, they also made games See, like... You manage that, and then you can oh. make it into Megaforce. Oh, God. Mega. <laughs> oh, at some Megaforce. point, we did... Oh, my God. At some point, there we did do that for a movie night. Uh, there was a Megaforce Atari 2600 game. It was it so was bad. Good. It was so bad. Yeah, I, that was like the only Megaforce thing that there was. There were no toys. No, there, there no, was. They made. They made. Um, there were toys. Matchbox or Hot Wheels made. What? Them. I yeah. don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. But oh my! Oh. Oh, that's another thing called Mega Force. That's two words. Mega Force. That's not Mega Force. Oh my yeah. god! Completely different. <laughs> Completely and utterly different. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll have to dig some. Do some digging on that one. Oh my god. Stream um, chat. Hmm? Holy crap. Wow. Oh, of course they just recycled a tank. But like oh, wow. Did you see that video by the way I posted where someone found one of the dune buggies and restored it? Yeah. That was That's pretty amazing. Uh, that made me so happy. <laughs> that made me so happy. <laughs> that looks it, the thing looks so uncomfortable though. <laughs> oh yeah, so big time. Cool. Folks, if you don't know what Everything we're talking about, they posted that video. They uh, they continued the restoration and got all the guns in place and everything. Oh my god, folks! If you don't know what we're talking about, Megaforce is a 1982 movie by the same folks that made Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, it was about a top secret military, you know world-based military organization had the latest tech and they weren't like Americans. They were like from everybody. Totally and not GI Joe. Totally not GI Joe. Exactly. Wow. Look at that bull. What is Gee. that? I I didn't know this existed. Is that Megaforce? That's not like, that's yes. a different Megaforce. That's a, that's mm, not, I don't know. I, when I looked at Megaforce, I saw that there was another line of toys called Mega Force. Um, Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, folks, if you haven't tracked down Megaforce, uh, if you want to see 80s filmmaking at some of its worst, best, worst, uh, go track down a copy of Megaforce to see those skin-tight outfits with a very sexy Barry Bostwick <laughs> and, and poor Michael Beck 
His career never recovered <laughs> after this in Xanadu. Um, I, I don't understand why the gold spandex never really took off as a military uniform. <laughs> it was the, totally the, conspicuous. I mean, or, he, or the blue bandana. Yeah. <laughs> the light sky blue bandana. Oh my God. Yeah, there was a Mega Force Atari game and it was bad. It, it, it was just a flying motorcycle shmup, wasn't it? Isn't that all it was? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they took a they took a thing that was in the movie for two minutes and ran with it and made a whole game out of it and it was just horrible. <laughs> you mean like 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 Battlestar nineteen seventy or whatever? Wait, what's that? Oh, uh, Battlestar Galactica nineteen seventy or whatever it was called the original, like from the sequel or what, what? oh nineteen eighty nineteen eighty nineteen eighty that's what it is. Sorry, oh that's yeah. right. That also had flying motorcycles. Decades didn't mixed it? up. Yes. Yeah, it was like it was like it was like it was like chips, but with like flying motorcycles. Oh my god! No, I watched it back in the day. I I I did watch it, and it was bad. Um, but wait, Hunter, have you not seen Megaforce? Let's just get this out of the open right now. Have you not seen Megaforce? Okay, I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, that's that's our next movie night right there. Uh, it's yeah, I've, I, I've seen this. I've seen this like once. Have you seen the Rick I, Tracks I could, version? I could. I, I could do with a, I, I could do with a rewatch. Oh, the Rift Tracks version is amazing. Yes, it is. <laughs> you can't it really buy it is. anymore. You can't buy it anymore. It makes me so sad. I don't know what happened. It was on sale for oh, like a week or something. But they only. It was only on sale for like a month, or maybe not even that. Like just a few weeks. That's so crazy that they lost the license like that quickly. Um, anyway, <laughs> you're listening to the Megaforce podcast. Uh, next week, we'll have Barry Bostwick on. No, we won't. Uh, God, I wish. <laughs> I would talk to him about everything. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I would talk to him about the FDR movie that he was in. That's the one. No, I would talk to him about the Aladdin movie he did. I don't know if you know about which is also on one? Rift Tracks, which just yeah just debuted on Rift Tracks, and um, it came out apparently a few years before the the animated one, and apparently it's horrible. I've not watched it yet, but it looks so bad. It's thank, bad. Thank, thank you, thank you, Jim, for posting that. <laughs> yeah, notice who the biker is is the guy from Blade Runner. Wait, what? I'm not gonna watch it right now. Um, it's like you know, uh, tell me about. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that, oh that guy that was in everything back in the '80s. That yeah. guy. Oh geez. Yeah, he was he was working a lot. <laughs> he he was always the shifty bad guy in in anything that needed a shifty bad guy. He had a good decade. That guy. Uh, yeah, he sure did. He had a real good decade. That guy. He was like when the you, go-to. That guy. Look at that guy. Yeah, he was. He was a. He was like a regular oh. shifty guy for like a whole decade at least. <laughs> yeah, was it was it uh, uh, Brian James? He played Leon in Blade oh, Runner. That guy too. That guy. That guy. He. Uh, that's the. That's the guy he's talking about. So oh, that guy. I was thinking the other guy, Brian James. He was like. No. In, wasn't he in Alien Nation? And he was in Deep Space Nine and. He was in um, he was in the fifth like he was in the fifth element. Yes. Um, yes. Another that guy who was in a who was a shifty bad guy. I was thinking of a different guy. Um uh, I know. It's okay. Um <laughs> Holy crap. Sorry. This is this is a tangent that must it's okay. be explored. My my, um, <laughs> my my brain is not really working very well today, so we're gonna have tangents, folks. I apologize. I know we're supposed. I know our main topic is microprose, and we will keep talking about microprose. But we're gonna we do tangents. Um, I hope you enjoy our tangents. Um, Galactica eighty in yeah. three minutes and fifteen seconds. That's that's yeah. He was really yeah. He was yeah. They he covered was, the yeah, highlights was, of everything. Everything that was dumb. So yeah, he was definitely in Galactica nineteen eighty. Um, but he had a lot of like TV guest roles or like background spots. Um, coincidentally enough, he was also in a two parter on ships. <laughs> okay. uh, this was this was this was all before he played Leon in Blade Runner. 
Um, oh, see, I'm thinking of a different uh, guy. They must be both named Brian. Brian Thompson is the guy I'm thinking of. I, that's who I was thinking of. He's also... Yeah, Leon- guy- Sorry. Go ahead. I was thinking of this guy, who's also an 80s that guy. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Very much so. Yes, very that much guy. A- you- yeah, very very much an 80s and 90s that guy. <laughs> I actually, I can vividly picture him in his role in DS9. Yes. Like, yes, he was great in DS9. The, 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 uh, the um, oh God, what was that species called? Um, I don't know, but you never weird, heard like, of you, red you and never, red and blue paint. You never heard of them again, but they were the first time you heard of the Dominion. It was from that guy. What? Was it them? Yeah, he was the one that told Quark about it. That's the first time you hear about the Dominion was from these guys. But yeah, he I'm was all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Snopes that for a second. Hold on. He was, he was also an <laughs> Alien Nation. Oh God. Oh yeah, he was in. Yes, Star Trek Generations. Really? Okay. Uh, oh God, that makes so much sense. He was in Three Amigos. This guy. Oh, Cobra. He was the main bad guy in Cobra, the, uh, the Sylvester Stallone movie. If you've, if you've, if anyone's seen it. Um, yeah, this guy, he's still working too. Look at him. He was an airwolf and Knight Rider and X-Files and he had two different roles in D space nine. Apparently next gen, but he was in Buffy and enterprise and, oh yeah, he was in Orville. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry folks. Big tangent here. This is what happens when I'm not completely with it or not. And, and we have a very loose topic. We just kind of go all over the place. We talk about what we want to talk about. Um, was he in deadly prey? Oh God. I'm looking, I'm looking on his, I'm looking on his Wikipedia page. Uh, I don't think so. Unless they missed something, man, he, he missed an opportunity. That's for sure. But he's been in so much. Oh, he was in charmed. Of course he wasn't charmed. He was, of course he was. Um, and Chuck, dear Lord, he's been in everything, this guy. Oh, wait, he was in the... Wait, what? He played two different... Okay, so he was in... Okay, so th- get this. He was not only in the movie Alien Nation, he was in the show Alien Nation as two different characters. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> And we've lost everybody. Good night, everyone. We're we're no, we're not done. Um, <laughs> but we haven't lost everyone. There's still people watching. What? Why? <laughs> just, just. What are you still now, doing? Now here? we got rid of the week, <laughs> and we can talk to the the true fans. Oh, oh man! You gotta call the herd now and then. <laughs> So yeah, I'm looking through uh, Microprose's games again. Oh yeah, Ancient Art of War at, in the Skies. Remember those? Ancient Art of War at Sea. Uh, oh, thank you, Jose, for the uh, subscription. Uh, oh, we're looking at... Uh, this is the original Master of Orion that i am got looping in the background because we're talking Microprose tonight. And uh, that's... That's one of their space games. They don't have a ton of space games, but they have a few. Uh, and this is probably one of their, I think, best. I like I like Master of Orion one more than two, to be perfectly honest. Um, God, yeah. So they also had sports games like Ultimate NFL Coaches Club Football, Ultimate Football '95, um, and racing games. But it was in like the mid '90s they started to falter. Like um, at one point they tried to do arcade games, and they flopped horribly, um, horribly. So that really hurt them like a lot. And I think that's when they got sold to Spectrum Holobyte. Was after that fiasco, uh, which was kind of when things started going downhill. But like. Mid nineties, oh my god, they had, you know, Civilization Two, they had uh Master of Ryan Two, F fourteen Fleet Defender, like so many fucking games. Excuse my language. Alright. A fact I fact checked you, Brian. You're right. It was rules of acquisition, 
episode seven, season two of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, where the Dominion was first mentioned. Yep. Sorry. No, it's I, I my, get it. Is, I would have if I had heard that for the this first is, time. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> this is my brain on twenty twenty. That's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jose, we are going to get to the new Microprose and what they do have <coughs> planned, but yes, a B-17 sim is among them. Um, the new Microprose, who you can visit at Microprose.com, have five games planned right now. Um, and one of them is called the Mighty Eighth. Uh, apparently, the Mighty Eighth is going to have two bombers in it. It's not just a B-17 sim. They're also going to have the B-24 Liberator as well. So they say, um, but then they have, um, sea power. Yeah. Sea power, which front. is, um, yes. Sea power is from the same folks that did cold waters. So it's kind of a cold war, um, tactical game. Second front. Yeah. So yeah, they're getting back yeah. into what micro front. Second front looks pretty damn good. It, yeah. it's a uh like a tile based like tactical a, yeah but generally... it's, got, it's got that that kind of toy box look to it like it's uh it's made out of construction paper kind of thing it looks like a tabletop game kind of but cartoony-ish yeah. ver- but it's it yeah it's it's like uh kind of surreal how uh detailed it is In task force way. admiral looks interesting i'm actually really curious about task force admiral yeah, so that's the from the same guy that did Cold Waters, right? Uh, no, Both the, of those um, C powers. C powers. C powers. Oh, okay. is the Cold Waters folks. Task Force Admiral oh. is uh, some different folks, and that also that kind of looks like Task Force nineteen forty two. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it looks like it's going in that direction, which is another great game, folks. If you haven't played, uh, now that yes. they're not talking about. Um, about warbirds nouveau or whatever the hell they're going to call it. But um, they're, they're dealing because Bill Steely like lives down the road a piece um, and they're making another sequel to warbirds, the online dog. But that's not microprose, isn't it? That's his own company. It's going to be microprose. Oh, it will will then because yeah, it's interactive entertainment or whatever they are. I am. Um, and they're gonna actually like come under Microprose for publishing the new Warbirds thing. That looks. Oh wow! I know. I know they're using. I think the engine from there. It was. I can't confirm it, but I I talked to somebody that is one of those five publishing deals, and uh, and I was like, hey, so what about Steely? And are they gonna use that Titan IM engine? Because the guy that's got the the microprose license now that owns it. Um, he's one of the ex Bohemia guys that was working on the Titan. I am like successor to Arma looking huh. thing. And I don't know if they're going to leverage that engine for that. They damn well ought to, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Some folks in the chat mentioned Darklands again, which we were talking about recently and God. Yeah. That game speaking, is- speaking of though, Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna. I was actually gonna mention Warfare 1944 does look interesting, and uh, it's being it's being developed by one of our favorite guys. <laughs> oh, uh, bro, 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 bro like they're the remaking fruit. they're remaking this game in Unreal, bro. Yeah, well, because I okay. So my opening chat to him was, bro, bro, they're remaking Microprose. In Unreal Engine, he's like, "What? <laughs> Wait, who are you talking about?" Uh, Blue Drake. <laughs> he's making so, this game. So, yeah. so Blue Drake has Marsh a development studio it, now. Yeah, oh, so wow. Blue Drake has a development studio, and he's making. He's got two games that they're making with uh, Microprose: the uh, Warfare nineteen forty four, and then Operation Harsh Doorstop is the other one. That's not even listed on their website. The other one. No, but it is on Steam, so you can actually find both of them on Steam. Oh, if you yeah, go, man. if you go, to, if you go to the Steam page, you can see the Drakeling Labs, whatever, and it'll list both of them. And actually, Blue Drake has another uh, game. I didn't know 
I don't know how much Brian, you're aware of this because Jim and I have talked. We've actually we've actually um, chatted with Blue Drake about this game, but he's got a another game called um, uh, Iron Armada. I see that. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's like I, a little Java multiplayer uh, ship building thing. It's kind of neat. I've played it a lot. Huh. I wonder why I don't own this. Maybe because it's like never gone on sale. <laughs> well, the uh, awkwardness is the release date is August first of this year, and um, it's you can already buy it. <laughs> oh, so. Huh. Right. I think it's, I think there might access. <laughs> it's the future access. I, I think there might be a glitch on that uh, release date. <laughs> oh, multiplayer tactical shooter operation harsh doorstop. Interesting. I will never play this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the nineteen forty was nineteen forty four. Mm-hmm. Or whatever they call it. The, the it's, so it's it's basically the successor to Battlefield nineteen forty. It's a spiritual successor, yeah. Mm. Very spiritual. Of course, it's multiplayer. <laughs> well, they um, they're looking at he, talking talking with uh, Blue, Blue Drake and watching his videos. They're talking about adding in all kinds of vehicle support to it, including like aircraft carriers and planes and all kinds of stuff. So, mm. could be interesting. Could be. Uh, so yeah, the new Microprose, um, I don't know about you guys, but when I heard that there was a new Microprose, I got really nervous because when they resurrected Atari, it was a whole big bucket of nothing. You know, it was just, it was just the name and that was it. And they did nothing with it. I think they slapped the name on a few games and like nothing came of it. But, uh, then that I was also infograms. Oh God! But wasn't there another Atari Resurrection like a little while back? That was that was just a different thing. Or am I thinking of those folks who are trying to make a new twenty six hundred that looks like ridiculous? And is yeah, there's a there's a and... there's there's a there's a company trying to do like the Ouya thing or like the mini NES and SNES thing where they're doing like a mini. Atari, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be like an Android based like product application. So it's gonna no, have it's, it's kind of like well well you you know you know how like um you know how like the Shield TV exists. You know, Jim and I have one. Yeah, and the problem is the Shield TV is cheap. And that's that's true. Console price. I mean, this is like three four hundred dollar. Well, I think they're I think they're set. trying I think they're trying to put in more beef into it to to make it a a bit of a whatever but i don't know i'm not i'm i'm not interested uh if there's if there's anything the um if there's any kind of like retro style console that's coming back that has me interested it's going to be whatever that um and television thing that tommy Tellerico is working on i'm actually very intrigued by that yeah that does look intriguing i will agree with you on that uh yes the atari thank you ray ac rate the atari vcs is what that new thing is called and it looks ridiculous and i think is overtly expensive and i worry no one's gonna be the atari betamax (laughs) (laughs) i mean they have the look of it right but i mean who's gonna spend 300 400 dollars on on that not me yeah it's like hey buy this thing so you can play indie games oh wait the nintendo switch it's 399 oh god that's worse than i thought oh my god why? Why? I'll tell you guys you if I do buy your indie collection. I'll tell you guys if I do get this job that I'm angling for, I'm probably gonna get myself a switch at some point because I'm it. It looks so great, and Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is gonna be on it as is Bloody Rally Show. I th- so I I, I think they're it. I think they're trying to I think they're trying to like I said I think they're trying to make this Atari VCS thing like a competitive console because they're putting in like like Ryzen graphics and uh, AMD stuff in there too. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know where we need another competitor in the market space for like consoles. It's like Um, moon Moon patrol RTX on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Atari VCS. Turn on, turn up the graphics for the He-Man masters of the universe game. 
Uh, yeah, pass me that controller. I got to turn up the graphics on level four. <laughs> what? I mean, adventure never looked so good. Neither did combat. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, adventure was the, the best, man. It was you find so that great. Invisible dot. God, I want to see their Yars Revenge remaster. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah, 4K pole position. <laughs> what? Wait, memory leak. Are you are you serious? You can't be serious. 4K pole position. What? <laughs> God. Ah. Uh. Oh, no. No, Jim. Why? No. <laughs> 4K in the specs for the Atari VCS. Why? Why? What What are you going to play on it that needs 4K? Oh, no. No one's going to buy this stupid thing. This Galaga looks amazing. <laughs> I know, Pac- right? Miss Pac-Man never looked so good. Uh, like what? God, I can see the craters on asteroids. What? <laughs> it's nuts. Oh God! That, <laughs> okay, that remake that they made of asteroids was really the worst. Uh, but that w- for the for the new console, though. Oh yeah, and don't forget to compete with the VHS. We also have the Intellivision, which will be coming from. Tommy Did you just call it the, v- the VHS? Yes. <laughs> it's in beta. Uh, it's in beta. Yeah. Matt. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. The, um, the, uh, the, the thing that Tommy Tellerico is putting out, though, with the Intellivision thing, you should actually go look into this because I've actually watched several of his interviews and and showed him showing off, and yeah. like watched him showing off the, the controller for it. Well, it the is. Controllers look like full on iPhones. And well, then, the. The the whole point the whole point of his vision with this is that it is literally not meant to compete with anything else on the market. Like it is meant to be like solely its own thing and it's meant solely like and every game that they're developing for it is meant to be like couch co ops. So, like you can sit down with somebody and play something. And they've done an exclusive deal where they're bringing out a brand new sequel to uh, Earthworm Jim exclusive for that console. So what that's well, you have to understand Tommy, his, his musical talents have put him like being involved in a lot of like classic game um, games of the past. You know, you talk about like the original Aladdin and, a lot of those those style of games from from like just you can go look at his laundry list of just all of these games that he was involved in in the past and he's got connections with all of these people and these different development studios from the past and they're coming back and they're making new games uh exclusively for this new system so i'm actually really excited about it because the style of the controller is meant to keep it simple to where it's like you know, you have someone in your family who just thinks games are dumb or they just play with their thumb on their phone. It's like, here, pick this controller up. You're going to do the exact same thing you do on your phone, except for it's going to be on the TV and we're going to have fun. So it's like it's meant it's meant to be able to be like captivate like all spectrums. Right. Like I couldn't I couldn't sit down with my dad and be like, hey, dad, here's an Xbox controller. Let's go play some Halo. You know, just it's it's not going to happen. But like. <laughs> You know, I could sit him down with one of these things and we could play the Pac-Man together hmm. or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's kind of the idea of it is it's like something that like everybody it's like for all levels in the house together. Ooh. So I kind of like that mentality. I like I like the idea of being like, you know, this is something that everyone in the house can play because it's kind of like what happened with the success of the Wii, right? Remember, like the success of the like the Wii was so freaking successful when it came out. It was because it's like anybody can just ho- strap on that remote. Hopefully, they use the straps, or else they lost the TV. Oh my like, god! Yeah, you, right. you, you you know you strap on that remote, and you've got you've got retirement homes playing Wii bowling until the wee hours of the morning. Pun intended. So it's like you, you see. So that's kind of that's what that's what Tommy's trying to capture with this new Intellivision thing, and I think he might be onto something. We'll see. 
Well, well there's sounds... definitely a niche for it. I mean, yeah. but the thing is, this is not niche. It's there's a market for it that is not just in the niche of the hardcore gamers that that uh, would normally be catered to. Right. Like, I think I think this is going to be great for like families or like you know people who you know grew up as gamers and like their kids are interested you know it's going to be something i think that's going to be more aimed to them and and this is no slant against nintendo but like to be fair with nintendo like their stuff i mean there's a lot of stuff on nintendo that isn't i wouldn't necessarily consider it kid friendly you know mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. absolutely absolutely you know. <laughs> well they changed how they're they're doing their marketing and when it came to adding a lot of third-party titles, they needed something to compete with the other consoles. So. Sure, yeah, and that's and that's and that's fair too. Like again, that's not like me trying to rag on Nintendo. I just like it's obviously not just meant for kids. Is all I was saying. So it's you know this is this is um it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to put uh something out there that can be for everyone at the same time. So um we'll we'll see what happens. Fair. God. So you know what Microprose's last game was? Getting back on topic. XCOM Enforcer in 2001. That is really wow, sad. That's a hard way to go out. That's a that's really, really sad. That is that is really depressing. <laughs> well, they also did that Starship Troopers game, which I really want to check out now now that I'm seeing it. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I hear yeah, it's great. It. I want to I want to play it myself, but I've never played it. But, uh, does does it great. have multiplayer? I no. don't know. It doesn't? Damn it. No. it are you serious? The RTS one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. How does it not? Because it would have had to been co-op multiplayer because humans wouldn't fight humans and they didn't let you control bugs. So the the problem with the game was that it was all triggers. So it would be oh. like, oh, well, when you cross this, you know, because the, the terrain, it was all like a maze, right? So when you get around this corner, then these bugs spawn and oh. this thing happens, right? That's so it was, like, it was very tightly scripted. It was not a like an actual strategy thing. Oh. It was, uh, so it was, more, it was more of like a linear RTS and stuff, kind of like, like a dynamic. Yeah, sounds you al- know, the sounds almost like reverse the, uh, tower it was defense. semi-dynamic. It was semi-dynamic. They did have the the scripted spawns, but if you went and explored the level a little bit, you'd be able to uh, you'd be able to find more uh, more weapons and get more troops that you normally wouldn't if you went just straight for the objective. You, know, you know what it actually reminds me of? There two things, right? Um, what was what was the old series of games? They were like point and click uh, puzzle solving stuff where you were like World War II commandos. soldiers and commandos. Yeah. Reminds reminds me of like, what if you're playing commandos, but you got like 20 dudes instead of three was kind of how it, and mm. um, kind of, I mean, it, it, it was, you know, those, In those similar missions. Vein. Yeah. It's, um, and then the other thing that it reminds me of is, uh, Deserts of Karak, the uh, homeworld game. Right? Uh, did you play Deserts of Karak at all? What the? Uh, no. What the shit? That was my phone. No, no, no. Yeah, there I is a another... new Starship Troopers game coming up. There oh, is. you know what, Jim? That actually sounds. That actually sounds based on based on what I'm looking at with this game and Deserts of Karak. It does look similar. No, I, I, apparently, Microprose made a space game that I've completely forgotten about called Phoenix. Deep Space Resurrection. It was also made by Team 17. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> does, does anyone remember this one? Because I do not. I might. Hold on, I'm looking. I do not remember that this at all. What is going on? <laughs> I've oh my god. Okay, so there's there's an old game I might have to find a copy of. Um 
I can find the soundtrack. I can't find anybody actually playing. Uh, it's called Phoenix Deep Space Resurrection. And, um, oh, wow. Yeah, no one's actually, yeah, there are no videos of anyone actually playing it. I wonder if you can't get it to run. It's from that era that games are really hard to run on modern Windows, like the late, the really late 90s <laughs> um, and early 2000s. Uh, damn, I got to see if I can snag a copy of that. What the hell? Oh, you can actually buy the soundtrack on Bandcamp, apparently. <laughs> For $5. Okay, well, that's cool. I didn't know they went, I didn't know soundtracks were that, they had soundtracks that old on, uh, on Bandcamp. But hey, that's kind of amazing. What is, so apparently in the oh, Phoenix so It was game developed course, by Team 17. Yeah. So developed by think, Team 17 and then published by Hasbro uh, under the micro, micro pros. I think, I think more game soundtracks need to be made available, honestly. Oh, oh 100%. 100,000%. And I mean, Spotify has actually been doing a pretty good job, but there's a store that you like to use, and it's just hard for me to like want to like download and store all of that. You know, it's like uh, I'm not I'm not in as into data hoarding as I used to be. It's it's, oh, it's also you know what? it's it's also not as like legal slash official, you know, <laughs> as it could be. Sure, uh, sure, sure, sure. So I okay, I, I found it. Found what? The footage of that game, Phoenix. Yeah, this is the most last Starfighter looking shit I've ever seen. It looks it looks crazy. Like, it should just be called Last Starfighter. Looks like the way the screen's Whoa. laid out. Oh my god, look at that. Mute it so not everyone hears it. Greetings, Starfighter. You have been chosen to defend the frontier against Zer and the Kodan yeah. Armada. Apparently you're some kind of space cop in this game. <laughs> Or something. Space cop. Oh, I thought you meant for real. <laughs> no, in this game, you're apparently a space cop. Wow, this looks. This almost looks like a rail shooter. Almost like I can't tell from this footage if you're flying, if you're actually like flying <laughs> around or not. Didn't didn't Red Letter Media make like a B movie called Space Cop? Yes. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna have to track a copy space of this. I want your gun and your badge. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find a copy of this. An un wow, a, a a space game that I didn't really even know about. That's that's impressive. Good job, Moby Games. That's why we love Moby Games around here. Um Oh my god. But just watching this game footage, it's like, wow, that's pretty lame. I guess that's yeah. why it never came out. It did it did come out. It's just I can only I guess find, that's why nobody remembers that it came yeah, out. Yeah, I, I can only find UK copies of it. So I wonder if maybe it didn't come out in in, it in might the States. very well be that that it was a limited like overseas release or something. Yeah, maybe because a lot of the reviews are German and Russian, so it might have only come out overseas. Maybe that's why I've never heard of it. Wow, that does not look great. I'm gonna have unless I'm, it came out under a different name in North America because that did happen a lot with right. games back then. Independence War and I War, for example. Yeah. Um, wow, this does not look good at all. And I'm not paying $20 for a copy. That's how much, that's the cheapest copy on eBay right now is $20, 10 to buy it plus $10 international shipping from France. Yeah. All right. That's okay. <laughs> I don't need to bring French COVID into my house. Um, you don't need to play it that badly. No, I don't. If I if 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 a copy on eBay appears for like a dollar, then yeah, because I'm I'm genuinely curious. You know, I'm genuinely curious because you know when when you when you're doing this sort of thing, you got to play the good and the bad. You can't just find you can't just play the good stuff. So I am genuinely curious. This this looks so bad. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, good job, good job, uh, Moby Games. 
Look, so if you've not used Moby Games, by the way, Moby Games, it is such a wonderful, wonderful site. It's been around for ever. Link it, link it, link it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It, oh, wrong channel. I put it in the COVID channel. Um, <laughs> they need to know about it too. I know. <laughs> you could stop. You could stop the Rona by going to Moby Games. Um, yeah. So. That that's an amazing site. Y'all need to bookmark. Does anyone bookmark anything anymore? Do people still bookmark things? Yes, <laughs> all the time actually. Uh, okay. Actually, I've been getting into the I've actually been getting into the there's um uh, a plugin for Firefox that I use called OneTab. I love like, OneTab. Like a bunch yes. if I'm doing like a bunch of like research on something or if I'm looking into a bunch of things and I need to like you know, go do something else. I'll just hit that and save it and then come back to it later. And that way it kind of just like lumps everything. I, I love it. Cause I have like one tab for like all of the storefronts, like the web, web, web storefronts. Like I can click on and open up all of the storefronts at once and look at stuff or. Yeah. I, yeah. I love one tab. I am a huge fan of one tab. I have it installed right now on my Firefox as well. Um, I'm going to have to listen to the soundtrack. So, yeah. So, um, I guess the point of all this was like, yay, Microprose. Uh, it was basically like a little Microprose celebration. Um, but I'm a, I was saying earlier, the guy who resurrected is like an investment banker who's a huge, huge, huge Microprose fanboy. And so that gives me hope. You know, that gives me hope that this new Microprose will be maybe good. <laughs> Because resurrecting a, a label is is tricky, you know. Resurrecting a brand is tricky, and especially one with this pedigree. Um, so hopefully it'll work out. Um, that seems like a good time to wrap it up. So, uh, folks, tomorrow on the stream, I'm going to be streaming a game called Keplerth, just some kind of top-down RPG survival thing. I was sent to key for. It's pretty decent, actually. Is it? Oh, good. Mm -hmm. That's good to hear. Yeah, like the last week, like I got like 80 emails like, here's a key for a thing. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll stream it. So that's what I'm streaming tomorrow. It looks it looks intriguing. I'm excited to try it. Uh, and yeah, then the Thursday graphics, it looks very, very much like um, crap. Starts with an F. Uh, or no, RimWorld. Sorry, mm. doesn't start with an F. Um, I was thinking Frontier something. Um, mm. But anyway, yeah, so RimWorld. It it looks like it casual glance, you would say that's RimWorld. It looks mm. that close. But it plays very differently because you're one character, direct control. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I prefer that, actually. So it's like you run around and chop trees and, you know, okay. make, make pointy sticks and poke orcs with them. Maybe it'll be fun. And then, folks, Thursday on the LAN party, we're going to be trying some Hypercharge Unboxed. Um, I've done at least Absolutely the tutorial. Absolutely amazing. I've done the tutorial, and I did one single-player level, which I promptly lost. Uh, <laughs> because, wow. <laughs> it, it does not disappoint. It yeah, does Was it the one in the kid's bedroom? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was so, the one so a thing about that, is you can play the levels without enemies just to get the parkour around figured out mm. and oh, actually collect that. all the goodies and like the, the collectible stuff that will then unlock other characters. You can do that solo. Oh, really? You don't even have to yep. like, Oh, I didn't know that. You can turn yeah, enemies like off and just, mode. Oh, I didn't know that. I have to try that. Uh, I really did like the parkour. Uh, it was very impressive. And, um, so the, the, the level that you played, it was the kids' room, right, with the bed? Yeah, and there was one thing on the bed and then two things on the floor, and then I lost because yeah. the one, the bed got killed because um, you can't really build good defenses around it like you can the other two. Um, yeah, so, pro yeah. tip, there's a shelf above the bed, and you you build the the springboard thing, and it'll shoot you up onto the shelf, and you can cover the door and the bed from Oh, yeah. Okay. After and then the rest of it is just about like make sure you got batteries and the things because those yeah. are shields for your for your brain things and uh, put decent defenses up. the The like poison vine thing is way better than the than the Lego. Oh really? 
I did not know that. Okay. Early levels it is. Well, folks, that's what we're going to be playing on Thursday afternoon. I'm very excited because uh, I've only played a little of it, but wow, it's impressive. Like the tutorial around the toy store just blew my freaking mind. Like, yeah, watch out! Watch out for the watch out! Watch out for the Beyblade army. That'll get yeah. you. Was it? Were the, are dude, those those spinning things? Are those yes. Those, yes. Oh God, I hated those. Oh my God, I oh, hated you, those so you much. You haven't seen them. You haven't seen them yet, man. Oh my God! They send them. They send them like a hundred at a time. Oh no! Oh no! Oh yeah. This is gonna there, be fun. There's one level where you're on an air hockey table. Oh God! And it's nothing but those things, and you have a shotgun. And oh God! Yeah, but we'll if you can stick with it for a few hours, we'll get you to the backyard. That's where the magic happens. I'm very excited. Well, I thought the bedroom was pretty magical, and I thought the, uh, the, the well toys- the, the backyard, <laughs> the backyard, the backyard, and the uh, the attic. Yeah, the attic is really good. I like the. I think my favorite level is the toy store aisle. Because it's like straight up, you're in a KB Toys. Yeah, you're in a toy, you're in a Toys R Us, um, or or whatever. Yeah, it's amazing. I thought that toy store level was insanely great. Well, there's um, the one where you start in the back room. Oh, and then there's it's like after the kids' room. I think you do the one that's in the it's like in the stock room of the toy store, and then you actually go out in the middle of the toy store, and that's where there's like a C one thirty that's dropping paratroopers on you, and oh my god, like tanks are coming, and that's amazing. You have, you have to put up tank traps and barbed wire, and <laughs> do some well, folks, that's what we're going to be playing on Thursday. I'm very excited about it. Uh, thank you so much as always for hanging out with us, especially your time uh, is very valuable. And so we appreciate you sharing it with us. Uh, special thank you as always to those who support via Patreon and Twitch. Uh, love you, especially. And with that, we will bid you a good night. Uh, be safe, be well, and we'll see you back here tomorrow at 6 a.m. for some Kepler. Have a great one, y'all. Bye bye. <laughs>